Welcome to the Mindful Surfer Podcast with myself, Will Foster, and my co-host, Liam, the frothing about the waves we've got in our hometown right now from Morgan. Yeah. Well, we had this last time. We're doing a rewind because we actually recorded a show a week ago, was it? In the sunshine. What What a difference a week makes, Will. What a difference a week makes because a week ago, the balls were out soaking in the sun, aka Liam Morgan's favourite habit, favourite joy. I thought I'd join him. So we're butt naked in the garden, drenching the balls. And then, thi- and then this week, the balls are firmly tucked away in thermal underwear and about 16 layers of down because it's freezing. It's three and a half degrees. It's, uh, and it's wet though. It's, it's wet. It, we didn't get the snow, did we? The cold, the cold and wet kicks in together and you go, oof. It could be, you know, minus 10 or whatever. But, and if you listen to this in the States or elsewhere, that, that would be what, minus 30 Fahrenheit yeah. or something. Well, some, no, no, the other way around, isn't it? So some people have woken up to a... Uh, a, a blanket of white sort of perfection uh, and we've woken up to a grey freezing wet cold day where a, only a week ago we were soaking up vitamin D like there was no tomorrow um, but there for some reason the technology gods um, it, the show didn't record very well did it so it, for some reason only 12 minutes went out and we were sat there for 45 50 and very much not wasted time we had yeah. a good chat we always do and we love what we do here so it's just take two. Take two. We did have a show. We had a show. We'll cover some of those things because we had a surf at a place where we were battling rips and bigger waves. Mm. And then we had three back-to-back surfs at our local. Yep. Right after the show, we had our first one yep. there, which was really lovely. And then today, we've got an Eastley again, haven't we? So it's looking like a cold cold surf, but thank goodness for that. Waves are back. It, waves are back. And, and it's this really cool thing that you appreciate it more because there's been a delay. It's the delayed gratification model of happiness. But also, there's duality that comes with that. Anytime you have a bit of delay with stuff, you can build a bit of sort of unconscious hunger, so to speak. You know, you get that conscious variety, which is like appreciation and delayed gratification. And when it comes, it's so fun and it's so wonderful because you haven't had it for a while. But then also there's a little bit of duality in that. And the duality can be sort of over uh, doing that in a way, and there's a sort of, I, I get this, this is talking from personal experience, that when I go a bit of time without surfing, it's, 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 it's challenging as well. So you can go in on a surf and actually sometimes can, you know, for example, you know, wave count can be tricky, sometimes maybe not surfing very well. So you've waited that long and then, you know, so it's just about, as always, and we've said this a million times, but we'll say it another million again. Um, and this is your line, this is your quote, Liam, you get what you get and you don't get upset. You just go in into all surfs with the same, we hope, we hope, 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 mindset every single time no expectation so what's the opposite of that being present because again you know we do this you know, no expectation and and uh, and make sure you don't do this and so on but of course that means we're probably still doing it a little bit it's amazing how the mind works it's called an embedded command you know when you say oh don't drop the plate <laughs> bah the plate gets dropped so rather yeah. no expectation what is the opposite well well the opposite be present. You grab your board. Be present. Yeah. When you're feeling, you're scratching the wax, and the and the and the, and the smell is hitting your nose, and the excitement juices start flowing. Be present. When you're walking down the beach and you see the first bits of the crowd, be present. When you look at it and oh, it's a bit big or a bit small, be present. We all have these mental triggers that go on. So it's just when you're present, you know that it's going to be so much calmer, and you'll go in and have that better surf. So it's it's it, the pre-surf bit is always a bit we talked about, isn't it? There's a bit of it's, a, it's a, certainly we're always dealing with mind and body, all of us. 
pre-surf, there's, there's a fair bit of nuance that goes into that. Lots. And it can make or break, to nick the title of that sort of Apple surf show. Um, it can make your surf, can't it? Or it can break your surf, depending on how you prepare for it in mind. And definitely how you've prepared for it in body, which we talk a lot about. Um, but mind is a big thing. And a, and a bit, you know, we, we touched on this team loads and it's the same. And I, again, I'm sort of talking aloud to myself, which I do quite frequently, but you, 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 you're saying, uh, I know these things. I've got access to these tools, this be present, but you're still a human being. So you fall into the trap of judging the conditions. And really the conditions are just the conditions. Same as a, somebody's behavior is just their behavior. How you respond to it is how you're either going to get the most out of it or the least out of it. And so you project your own, insert what you like, fears, um, expectation, joy onto something, a situation, particularly on a wave or a surf. And that can influence whether or not you're going to get the best out of it. Um, And we've had all of that actually in the last two weeks um, from uh, surfs that you think are going to be absolutely outstanding the conditions like we when we went to Cornwall and uh, that north coast spot that we surfed that was junkier than it looked even from the the the, the sort of the, the top the top of the cliffs and and then you go to uh, one that you have low expectation for because it's a little ankle snapper and you're trying a new board out and you think ah oh, I'm not going to get very many waves and suddenly your joy sort of your stokeometer can't even Ooh. cope <laughs> can't Ooh. cope it's bouncing. Hashtag. The, the, the hashtag Seriously. Stokeometer. My God. I really hope this is this is where it's first been said in the surf world. Please yeah, let well, me hope that that's the first time that's been yeah, said. Yeah, but the sort of interconnected of... In, the interconnectedness of everything means that somewhere, even if it's the first time that I've heard it, you've heard it, some, somewhere, somebody is probably thinking or saying the same thing. That's how it works. But we'll have it. We'll. Unbelievable. Wordsworth, they call him. Seriously. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. Um, I completely agree. And it's let's go back into sort of details here because we did cover a lot of surfs the last show and there's been lots learned. Um, I had a surf a couple of weeks ago now, I can't remember, three weeks ago, on my new board. Uh, I got a round tail board for better waves. It, it, I was debating, is it going to go well as a quad? Got to this surf shop on the way to a beach uh, on the North Coast and walked into the shop Spoke to the guy. Guy was great. I went in there with a good stoke, good vibe. So you kind of get what, you get back what you put out. And I I felt like the timing was right. And he was just there. And he was this great surf shop worker guy. He was lovely. And he said, well, look, yeah, what, what you got a round tail? I said, yeah. He said, mate, I've had round tails for 10, 20 years. And I always, always put it up as a quad. It just works brilliantly. You get the hold of the round tail, but the drive and speed of the quad. It's like, whoa, okay, cool. Went out at this beach. Didn't even know really what tide you're supposed to surf that beach. And we had an hour, me and a friend, of of one of my top surfs of the whole year, including, the, let's say, the last 12 months. So that was that absolute thing of I wasn't either expecting, nor was I not expect. Like, it's not like I had no expectation, and nor did I have expectation. It's really interesting because you sort of go, okay, well, in that case, I was so present. So it, it, inevitably, you probably are going to have a better surf because of the way your vibe is when you go in. Can you recreate that every time? No. But can you just keep learning lessons? Yes, that's that's the key. And then we had another one, I think a few days later, where I kind of expected a bit more because I'd had this great surf. It's like, right, and and it wasn't the same. It was it I, I fell off a bunch. I was it was kind of junky surf. I wasn't connected to my board. I got sick that night as well, actually. Um and it was all a bit funny. But the waves, talking about a cliche here, but the waves of um difference and how different each of our experiences are. Is is the nature of reality, and so you to, to to be to be immersed in that, and to be able to accept that is the key. 
because we do fight with it. We do, we do try and cling on to joy and try and predict joy and try and make joy last longer and try and, and, and actually it, it can really evaporate the joy because we know that joy truly really comes from two, two areas. One, the anticipation of, so there's nothing wrong. I don't think with getting excited about Christmas, nothing wrong with getting excited about your mental ways trip coming up or, or any of these things. Anticipation is huge for happiness. Is why we know that the build-up to Christmas is just as fun, if not more fun than actually the, the event itself. But then that we do that bit of the joy. But when Christmas Day hits, when the surf hits, when you're jumping off the boat to go and surf at the mental waves, if you happen to land on your fins upside down and get and get a fin up the arsehole and you're straight back on the boat, having not even, you know, you've got to be able to take the rough with the smooth, and you've got to be able to. That actually did happen. You weren't you weren't you the one that told me that story? Well, Ooh, that was it's on a Cook's Rams. Yeah, it's not very no. It wasn't on Cook's. It was a very serious post about a young Grom in where you're heading. I think out in the Canaries. Well, no, this is somewhere. a different story then. Oh right, because there was one that was someone else who said yeah. there was a Mentaways one. Didn't go up his bum. That was your story. Yeah, but there was another one where on in Cook's Rams. This guy had thrown in his board. Oh yeah, yeah. And it, 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 but it wasn't a major injury. It was like snap the fin off, or yes. did, you know, <laughs> just you know the old like you know rip curl the search, <laughs> and like these beautiful ladies are throwing their boards into the Maldives Sea, and they're all jumping in. No one ever sees the the, the bloke or, or lady no. land on their board. <laughs> How many takes? You don't see the outtakes on surfing videos very often. <laughs> But go on, you had this other guy, there was this one... Oh, a serious point, isn't it? This kid, uh, Grom, out in the Canaries, got a fin through the lower back, right? Just missed his lower spine. Um, kind of up to the sort of, you know, beyond the curve of the the, 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 the fin, pretty standard, like, FCS performer. And you think, whew, you, you know, th- and especially when people are working on their air game, um, you know, like me, obviously, working on my air game. Likely. I'm working on my hair game, now the man bun's gone. Um, but yeah, the... Um, the you know airs if the if you land on the board and it's upside down oh man it gives me the heebie-jeebies I had a wave recently and it was I don't know double overhead going I was going very fast and I sort of started to realise that the wave was going to close out so I sort of just raced the section for, for just fun just 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 race this huge bowl jumped off and then we jumped off was was pretty high up off the back of the wave floating in the air and noticed that my board had then flipped upside down and it was just I probably landed about a foot or two from it uh, not not nice maybe that's you don't why I, land on that shit maybe that's why all these pros are drinking so much Red Bull they believe the hype that gives you wings <laughs> yeah. you can fly in the so event of an emergency your, yeah you see your board flip sideways sideways is the one if you see people do airs and, it, and the board's like side on, it's your nuts. Yeah. It's, your, it's your crown jewels. Like, oh, anyway. Red Bull gives you wings, not diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're in trouble now. It, it's one, no, on a serious note, it's one of those ones where Red, Bull's, Red Bull is a joke and the Monster Energy Drink and all those are a bit of a joke because sugar gives you a huge spike, we all know. Yeah. And then makes you chilled out. So it actually doesn't do the trick. Um, far superior if you're having pre- uh, surf is just a little bit of caffeine and we, we've we discussed this before I, res- yeah. I researched this at uni yeah. long way back the ergogenic aids of caffeine in exercise and having looked at number of studies this went into my dissertation um, the and I'll ask the, the listeners is it a triple espresso a double espresso or a single espresso yeah. that leads to the highest ergogenic performance aid in this is in short burst intensity exercise sure. as well as endurance exercise so there are performance benefits no doubt significant ones is it a single a double or a triple it is a single it is 70 milligrams of oh, caffeine you spoil sport because <laughs> I love a triple espresso <laughs> yeah. 
the, the more and more espressos you have, the worse actually things can get. So why is that? Electrolyte balance. You've got to get the, the caffeine's a really interesting one. You've got to get the right balance between the spike of dopamine, which is the, oof, right. And that does make you more motivated. It does make you paddle harder. No doubt about it. But two, not so much caffeine that you piss out your magnesium, your calcium, your sodium, yeah. your potassium. Because if you don't have that correct balance of electrolytes, you obviously feel fatigued. So there you well, go. Well, Single espresso. In, 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 in a little tiny nutshell, there is the metaphor for everything we're talking about. Because sometimes it's, it's the... Well, it is, isn't it? We're talking about balance all the time. We're always chasing, whether it's the second caffeine hit, whether it's the second beer, where you're chasing that GABA kind of release that makes you feel euphoric. You know, after a hard, you, you've, you've worked in the sun all day, or you've surfed in the sun all, all day, you, you, you whack back that bintang or your, um, your proper job if you're down here, and, and, and you feel like life is the best gift that, could ever, that you could have ever been given, uh, which it is, incidentally. Um, however, we as humans, the human mind takes over and we like, give me that hit again. And you chase and chase and chase it. And it's almost impossible to recapture. And then you've already upset the natural equilibrium of that situation. And um, we all do it. I do it all of the time, all of the time, particularly with the vices that we all seem as humans to develop or chase at times so yeah and surfing is no different like you say you, you're chasing that last cutback which worked for you again this is all about wherever you're at in your surfing if it feels better than the last one you did and you made you feel amazing well you think you're going to immediately do that the next time you're going to surf because you're going into surf to chase that feeling again whatever that is for you and so you can always upset the balance of this and it's it, it's it, the beauty of surfing say all the time, is that it forces the scarcity on you. It makes you uh, have a period of abstinence, which, which builds the hunger. And therefore, when you go and do it again, you get that, that kind of deep, deep sense of not only, as we've said, cliche now, but connection with the universe, nature, all of that good stuff. You're, you're completely hidden from time and place if you, if you hit the flow. But you also have these periods of enforced abstinence, which makes the heart grow fonder. And you're just then chasing that. So th therein lies the beauty of it, um, rather than abundance, which can good for some things, but can create a, content, a contempt rather than a contentment. Absolutely love that, dude. Yeah. And it's, when you were saying that, I had a thought about this thing of balance in regards to who you surf with. Because, you know, not only are we, are we, not, are we trying to remain more present with this thing we try to cling on to, like you're saying, we also try and cling on a little bit to making everyone happy. Not possible. And it's a thought I've really had recently. I wanted to share it on today's show that in surfing, we know that the joy, joy shared is a joy doubled. And when you surf with someone, a good, a good friend, it, it can be extra special and, and really mu a much more spiritual activity than just you, the purely go in, get a, surf, get a surf, go home. It does always feel like it's got a deeper, richer feeling to it. It's, it, it's the, 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 there's duality in that. The duality in that is, you know, if you have got a group of two, three, four, well, a group of anything more than two, so a group of three, group of four, even two as well, trying to make everyone happy is, is nigh on impossible. And it's why we've got to really trust our own intuition. And, and it's like, I've got it going on at the moment where I've got friends who would say, oh, let's, are you going to come here? Are you going to surf here? And my response would be, would be no, no, I'm actually going to go here. And, and, and where I'm going to go is a lesser wave. But for me, 
what I value, and this is the value system that we all have, is all very different. You know, surfer to surfer, we all value different things. To me, I would end up valuing a, a lesser wave for more space, more freedom to relax, be in nature, because I don't just obsess over like turn after turn after turn, like the best possible turns I could do. I'll do okay turns. I'm still very happy. Whereas other people would go, well, that's that's strange because you know you're you're a frother. You you've surfed for almost twenty years. You've surfed around the world. You you. You surf big waves. You surf small. You are a full, you know, you are a surfer, full-on surfer who don't maybe call yourself going towards advanced levels. Um, but even despite that, it's releasing that egoic um, cloak that we all wear of, oh no, I should do this because this is this is what I should do. This is what my ego thinks I should. But but replacing it with, no, no, I like this, and I'm learning that more and more. And we, we are all so different as surfers. What balls we like to ride, but what ways we like to surf too. And I think the ways we like to surf is particularly personal and it's why i think it's very very important that we should mm-hmm, big word that we could all become more mindful of that journey over time that we 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 love the spontaneous moments of course when we're all surfing together and it's amazing but let's not try and like we said cling onto that as the overarching surfing paradigm because it's an unrealistic one yeah it's not realistic to all have that all the time it's it's it, it all all the happy clappy bells and whistles that all let's all be fun all have fun and surf together isn't realistic. That's right. The odd one is, and it does happen when the stars align. But well, like we always say about like the Seth Gordon stuff about you know you, if you follow the line and you do that, surfing is self-expression and therefore it's art and therefore it's your uh, connection with that bit of energy that's being presented. You, 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 your connection with that is for you and you alone, and it's not for other people. And maybe that's where unhappiness from some of the pro surfers come is that they. They, all of their surfing life, they're surfing expressly for other people. And as soon as you're doing anything for other people, you are burdened by not just your expectation now, but other people's expectations. And we always say to thine own self be true in that Polonius thing. You, you have to get that deep connection yourself first and know what you like. So just because somebody tells you that you shouldn't, couldn't, wouldn't surf small waves or you should only surf barrels or whatever, you, should, you, you, you surf what you want to surf at the time you want to surf it and you make sure that you're doing it for you. And if, if you do that most of the time, and I say this as a human who gets it wrong, um, you'll have much deeper sense of contentment with the surfing life that you live. So true. We, we all, we all, we're all different. Um, and we, you know, I, I, I'd say I'm at a stage now where, you know, I can, I can enjoy almost as much a surf on my own as I would with, with friends because I get so much time with friends in the sea now compared to my old surf lifestyle where I was always on my own. So it's just about finding the balance, finding the balance somewhere in the middle and be, and just listen, if you're listening to this and you've got surf trips coming up, um, with friends it's just is be authentic be authentic um if things feel a bit big a bit small a bit this bit that but you know speak up and be honest and it's 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 difficult because i think people you know we do have shields you know we do we all do and i'm I'm just as much i have shields as much as anyone my ones are more around um sorry wave ferocity although of course i've got a level everyone does but uh, but more always um crowd factor and what is the dynamic yeah. of the crowd like and how does it all intertwine with with being in that nature because what i what i really don't like that i've learned greatly is is when i'm in a tight group of people who don't necessarily have a low vibe i don't know i don't know them that well but that they have a, a vibe where they're really after that wave and we're all in that huddle 
that I just don't like that. And I'd, and, I, and that could be a six foot perfect wave. But if I've got one down there that's two or three and it's a bit of a mush, but I've got a, a nice 20, 30, 40 meter berth of space around me, let's say, uh, that's me at my happy place. Yeah, completely. Um, me and, too. And, and, and then you go, yeah, but people go, oh, how are you going to progress? How are you, well, what is progression? <laughs> Come on, let's ask that philosophically. What is surfing? Thank as well. you. What Thank is progression? You. What is progression? Not somebody else's version of it. It's your exactly. version. Exactly. And you can always listen. And we, you, you are the master of this. In fact, my good God, if there was a one foot world championships, seriously, Liam Morgan would fucking whip everybody. Last week we were out in what knee high. Yeah, but it's all it's, it's overhead for me. Whatever. It, <laughs> <laughs> for two reasons, you are. I'm coming from the Mason, short, Ho- Mason Ho school of but uh, height. You get. So so low to your board. And when me and one of our great friends of the show, Ollie, are watching you, and we're both, I'm 6'2", Ollie's 6'3". Um, well, to me, Ollie seems about six foot six. Yeah, he's the size of his shoulders as well, and he's a big old lad. It's, we're watching you. I get, I get fairly low nowadays through mobility work, um, but I'm still pretty tall and I'm still pretty gangly. Uh, you're, you're getting right to the lip of the wave that's a two foot wave with your head by the actual lip and doing up and downs and 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 doing like little lip maneuvers and down and little turns and down and how you're fitting those in is anyone's guess it's like a little magic trick it's really it, sick if only i could do them on a wave of consequence we, we said this <laughs> we were chatting about you out the back we watched your wave and we saw an up and then down and you disappeared and then up and then down and we're like fucking hell he's just done three maneuvers on a what is that wave knee high and you're on a board, not just on a longboard cruising, you're actually, and we're like, it's only a matter of time before you put that onto a six foot face because it's it's just scaling it up. If you can do that there, scale it up, it's the same, it's the same biomechanics. They're not different. That's what's interesting. It's that, therefore, it's mindset. So, and you are, tell me wrong, but you are mentally more able to go into those conditions. We had that surf, tell the listeners, we had that surf. Yeah, I mean, you uh, know. On the North Coast, remember the, 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 that, they haven't heard about that one. Yeah, I mean, because I was well, put we off, have the rip. I was put off again a few years ago by an absolute hammering, a fairly heavy spot in Cornwall, and it, it it was like a sort of you've got to get back on the horse moment, right? Taking me a year to sort of go, all right, I could keep paddling out in that stuff. Uh, and I say this as somebody who's you know loves the sea, swims a lot in the sea. I'm actually embarrassingly a qualified lifeguard, um, <laughs> but not a North Shore Hawaii one, that's for certain. And so you have to. You, you have to sort of go, okay, where's my comfort zone? And it's the board that sometimes freaks me out, whatever it is. Whether, you know, uh, uh, but you're right. The, the philosophy that we're always talking about on here and that this idea that the conditions are just what they are. And like you do with people's behaviors and like you do with a scary situation or a frustrating or a stressful situation, how you view it is how your body reacts to it. So in the way that you try not to get too excited by a certain situation, nor do you get too negative or down or frightened about a situation. And working on that bit with breathing has really helped um, go into and just deal with any conditions. Now, I'm not talking about, by the way, going and surfing pipeline. I joke about that a lot, but it's not something that naturally appeals to me. I don't, I'm too old and breakable for the heaviness of that wave potentially. But the 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 letting go and the dealing with and pushing outside of the kind of 
uh, the, the fear zone rather than the comfort zone really has, has allowed uh, me to get more out of those waves that are a bit more critical and of consequence. Um, where it does get quite heavy, where the hold downs are a bit longer, where uh, the board's flying about a bit more. And in doing that, it sort of improves your overall experience of surf because you, you, you or I have learned to come out of those surfs as well without feeling really negative about the experience I've had, even if I get one wave in that session. And in fact, we went to that heavy spot the other day and I got 1.5 wave. But the left takeoff and drop that I had was worth the getting caught in the rip, paddling around for hours and, you know, struggling with with the closeouts and the conditions that were presented. Um, But it, it takes a lot of work. But again, like we often say, the more you get familiar with these situations the easier it is to deal with it the next time you go into it. Your sparring partner has to be heavy for you to get better at the thing you're trying to learn. True. Yeah. So True that. Go. Yeah. It was a heavy session. I, I, it was just a paddle fest yeah, as well, was Yeah, it was a paddle fest. And I took a, a, a couple of pretty serious drops and I got pretty lucky that day because I did have a few pretty, pretty scorching waves. But it reminded me of how nice it is to have the right ball for the right conditions. I had a nice long-ish ball. It's a 6-3, that round tail. It's got good volume. And the round tail holds. It holds really well. And it can just, and, and it seems as if when I'm riding a quad in steeper conditions, you can quickly nip round the bowl that bit better, a bit quicker. But equally, you can also, when you want to bring things back off the lip, back to the pocket, it'll carry you back through. So when, when waves get serious, um, I, I think quads could be the future. I mean, they, they've been around since forever. And I know that. <laughs> Thousands upon thousands of people would say, "I, you know, I've always used a quad in in good in serious waves." Um, but it is it's a really lovely combination. You get this kind of confidence in the takeoff because you get in a little earlier without a trailing fin. The round tail. If you put if you put a quad with a round tail, it means that it'll hold off the bottom. It won't skid, and then the and then the quad will squirt you out. It'll take you quickly out to the shoulder where you need to get, unless you want to go that bit slower and, and get barrel, which clearly I did not because I'm probably not brave enough or good enough. So. Um, but I'd like to be I'd like to get better at those two but um, yeah very good what well, an intro well you're all as well off on a trip aren't you I am off on a trip so it's just be me I, in the cold I, in the <laughs> southwest I'm off to the Canaries and the boards are packed and I've done that thing where I've gone a bit overboard on the packing but I've had so many so many things how many things have I had on trips got his bikini I've got my bikini his coconut oil for the tan, coconut for the tan. Um, but no, we are we are off to, off to the Canaries, and it, yeah, it just it's, it's. I'm looking forward to it. It's um, warm water, warm skies, and hopefully a few chest high, head high sets. My kind of size. There's a, the the break we're going to be surfing is that kind of waist to, to head high type of range, which we all love. I think it's not a surfer on the planet doesn't want a chest high little ripper. And if you can avoid getting beaten up by the locals, thank you very much. Everyone's a winner. Everyone's a winner because I have encountered them in Tenerife. They're they're they're, they're famous Canary locals for being like a bit gnarly but i've got my setups there i've really learned it over the years and you've just got to dial it and it's getting in for the dawny is key because there's no one in until about half eight nine o'clock i'm in at seven when it's light perfectly light and then i'm out of the water by about 8 15 8 30 and i've had my best surf of the day no one in cracking waves jump out uh, hang out with the missus go and have a coffee, do whatever. And then and then the rest of the day, I sort of feel a bit, yeah, whatever, because I've got that one in. And if I, But if I mi- ever miss the Dorney when I'm away on those trips, I've done a lot of, of Tenerife trips, um, it um, doesn't feel quite right. Because then you know you're going to be surfing with crowds because the crowds do really pick up in the day. And they, and they are, like I said, you, like you said, they are pretty 
darn aggressive. <laughs> and that's, um, that is just the nature of the canaries. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Hey, hope you're enjoying the show. If you connect with what we do here at The Mindful Surfer, why not share it with your friends? Or go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Because the more ratings we have, the more likely it is Liam and I can come back week after week and keep building this community of mindful surfers. Now, let's get back to the show. What an intro. What an intro. What an intro. That's what we're recording this week. We hope we're recording this week. Second number two, bit of mindfulness. So just take a breath in through your nose. Breathe in. And breathe out nice and slowly. And take a breath in through your nose. And breathe out really slowly. For this last breath, taking your surroundings, calm everything down, let go of all ideas of what if this, what if that, and just try and really be here present. So take a breath in through your nose. Check out your surroundings and breathe out as slowly as you can. Very good. We've talked a lot on this show about nutrition, uh, but in Mind Body Stoke, this next section now, I just want to cover off a bit that we've been, I've been doing a bit lately that's really cool. Um, I was asked by a client what I'd recommend for uh, supplements to take. We haven't covered this for a while, actually. Um, and I recommend a, a lot, a, a fair few. And a lot of people have a school of thought and thinking that is, I don't need supplements. I should get that and should be able to get that in my nutrition, in my diet, because it's a good diet. And I would agree completely. It's just that where we tend to live plays a role. And also worldwide, how soil has been degraded over the years. That, that You can look at and read, book, read books like The Magnesium Miracle by Dr. Carolyn Dean. And she will show you scientific studies that show that in 1950, we had 80% more magnesium in the soil than we do today. Now, magnesium is absolutely imperative for the control of your central nervous system. So in order to not feel wound up, anxious, stressed, tired, and, and so on, you have to have ample quantities of magnesium. But also for a surfer, you need a lot of mag to recover in order to get a quality sleep, in order to produce that growth hormone for the next surf. So mag, absolutely essential for supplementation. Um... The highest quality that I would say for the cheaper price is mag, mag chelate, chelated magnesium, so it's or chelated, C-H-E-L-A-T-E-D. So check that out, magnesium chelate, and take as much as you think you could take before getting loose stools. There's no way, essentially, of overdosing on magnesium um, because you're basically your body has like a bathtub of mag. And as it gets to, towards the surface, if it spills over the bathtub, then you just simply fill the, the colon with water and you have a, a more runny poo. When that happens, because you found your peak dose, what you do is you then bring your dose, obviously, back down south. Um, and I can end up, if I have a really busy day, loads of surfing, do a workout, do this, do that, and I had a really, really full-on day, I've used a lot more magnesium, which you would learn about how magnesium gets drained from the body if you read that wonderful book. I'll mention it again, The Magnesium Miracle. But it's that to say that sometimes I can take, Jesus, 800, 900,000 milligrams. Uh, oh, sorry, uh, 10,000 milligrams. So, so, for example, like a, so, one of my tabs gives me 200 milligrams of mag. So if I took 10, I get, yeah, 2,000 milligrams of magnesium. So two oh, whole grams. Yeah. So a lot. It's probably, if you look at the packet, it says it'll say RDA, recommended daily allowance. And it'll say no more than one or two. But like any of these things, when you then do some proper reading on your own nutrition, you start to learn about how, oh, fuck me, you can take a lot more 
So why do they put an RDA of that? Well, it's because they're thinking about the whole population, firstly, and they're also thinking about uh, not trying not to get sued. <laughs> so so they'll on write... The, on, a, they'll, unless you're a very big pharmaceutical company and then you don't have to worry about that Thank sort you of very, shit. very much. Exactly. So so a lot of the RDAs are really, really weird for uh, how these things work. I mean, the other one's vitamin C. You can take vast quantities of vitamin C and improve recovery even more. Your alertness, your brain health, inflammation levels. And again, if you looked at the packet, it would say no more than one vitamin C taken per day. But you could then read a book on vitamin C um, by someone like Paul Check or um, uh, Dr. Dr. Paul Hamaney, a bunch of people, Chris Cress, and you can you could take 30 grams, grams of vitamin C in a day and still not get the shits because vitamin C is exactly the same as magnesium. Vitamin C is like a bathtub, just fills, fills, fills. Once you've had enough, it spills over and you just, you just get a slightly runnier poo. Um, so there's a couple of, of, of supplements to consider. If you're a surfer, and you're not taking vitamin C or mag, you are reducing your ability to recover, full stop. Those two are absolutely essential. But with the vitamin C one, I think magnesium is very important to get the right variety, but I think vitamin C, it's just that the higher, the more money you spend, the higher the quality will be, like anything. So you'd probably have to take less, is my assumption. Um, what are you on for, for subs right now? Yeah, well, I run out for a bit, actually. <clears throat> it's interesting hearing you talk about that because I was quite religious with mag and um, I had a spell, maybe even like eight weeks where I didn't have any. I run out. Whoa. Yeah. And uh, interestingly, uh, and just talk about body and, and, and falling into back into older habits and you know, there's, a, there's, a, there's a background to this. So, you know, uh, to touch on very, very simply, you know, work can be very stressful if you're dealing with, as I've said before, performance related businesses, teams, you're in an economy which is kind of uh, bouncing a little bit uh, in the wrong direction at times and the challenges that come with managing people and then having that away from the surf. So there's travel and travel depletes you, but in a bad way because you're sitting down and then you're uh, you're mentally tested rather than physically tested. And that's been very different that's that's my old lifestyle that took me away from surfing in the beginning and i've gone back a little bit into that a worse time where i've not been supplementing the things that have helped me get some of those gains and instead of that you're back in on the on, on the the wrong treadmill uh, uh for me personally it depends who you are of increased booze so increased inflammation increased eating out so not in control of the ingredients that are going into your food and so on and so forth uh, and that comes with its own um, issues around self-discipline then as well as we know because once you're in uh, those negative spirals it becomes more challenging however i would always say that even when you hit and this is what's been a great learning for me over the years is just because you fall off the wagon doesn't mean you can't start again for anything exercise whatever you whatever your vice is let's say it's booze drugs smoking lack of exercise whatever it is drink you you just because you have you've made a lifestyle change. If you fall back into old ways, it doesn't mean you should then give up the efforts that you've made. It doesn't mean that you're back in that cycle forever. You can change again. So uh, combining all that with running out of mag and just, you know, you, you make the excuse of time. I haven't made the order. I haven't bought the thing that I really like. The, the, the one that I like, Doctor's Best, is out of stock, so I don't get any and all of this stuff. Um, was I feeling negative, lethargic? And otherwise, yes. Yeah, I was still kind of maintaining my, some of my movement. But in the last uh, week or so, I've gone back to it with vitamin C and the, the D and all this other stuff that I'm taking and eating well again and starting to feel some of the benefits again. Certainly sleep is the biggest the, the biggest thing for me with mag magnesium supplementation, uh, whatever you think, of it, is, is the depth and quality of sleep. 
regardless of where you are and what you're doing. Now, I don't sleep very well if I'm in a city like London and I, you know, this just seems like there's so much peripheral noise and atmospheric pollution and all that sort of thing. It's quite disturbed anyway. Um, but magnesium, the right place, right, right time, it really adds to a depth of sleep quality that I've never experienced before I started supplementing it. It's incredible. It's a really cre- incredible thing uh, in that I, respect. I, I think that's incredible because yeah. sleep is just so good if it's good it's so good you feel rested you're ready for the day crack on yeah and a big role in that is mag yeah big big role people often take it mostly this has been in my experience as a, as a as a trainer and well-being coach um people often if not mostly take it for the sleep benefit and it's yeah. the one thing they notice the most from from taking it. um sleep's great and i increase sleep depth and length i i'm uh I, i'm a big fan of a earlier bedtime. I used to be such an eye towel. And in fact, I had a, a birthday for a friend of mine. We were out till quite late. Like, you know, it was like a, a 1, one thirty a.m., which I just don't do anymore. And it broke, it broke me for about four days afterwards rather than 10 latest to be kind of in, settle, read, journal, whatever you want to do, and then out. And that's, that's the routine I've got into. And when that, aided by magnesium, is a very, very good sleep pattern to be in. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's about having that sleep hygiene. It's yeah. really good, dude. Biggest thing, um, dude. Whoa. Signal number four. Oh my god, surf media. Well, I wanted to. I did talk about this last week when we didn't record, but I've and I know you're a fan of some of the people that make an appearance in this. Chris Hemsworth, Thor, as some people might know him, uh, big fan of the show. Obviously, uh, big, 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 he, big. Chris, he's Hemsworth. not. An, he's not as toned and, and muscular or handsome as Liam and I. I basically make up okay. one of his biceps. If <laughs> Uh, that's about the same sort of size comparison. Um, but he's obviously not as handsome or charismatic or as famous as uh, you and I are. But there you go. He can't have, every, he can't have everything. He, he, um, he, yeah. Very good surfer, uh, likes surfing. But he's done a thing for Discovery called Limitless, where he explores everything from nutrition to fasting to fear um, to cold water therapy. Peter Attia, that's who I mentioned, is, is, is in it quite a bit. And they, they run through the whole gamut of life from um, optimization. It really is a mind-body-spirit-stoke exploration. It's a mindful surfer expo- exploration. So I've watched, there's about eight episodes, I think, where they take for about an hour each of those themes. And it, it is really, really watchable, all the way through to the last episode, where, you, where he, he, he explores mortality and death and this concept of, uh, you know, where are we going? Universal energy. It is, it, is, it is everything that, if you listen to this show, I think you'll get quite a bit out of it. Because Not only is Chris Ooh, this, a surfer, but he's, he's exploring some of the themes that we've talked about. What's, what's this on? It's on Disney Plus, oh, Disney Plus or uh, Discovery Channel, I think. It's worth, if you haven't Gotta got Disney Plus, just get a free Disney Plus sub- trial and, and blitz And that. it's called? Limitless. Got to be done. You're really, really good. And, uh, really good. Because he's a cool guy. G'day, Chris, if you're listening. G'day, Chris. Oh, oh, we know what you. What do you mean? We know he's yeah. Kelly Slater, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. And wasn't it Machado? Is that our three? Uh, 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 Rob's, he's tuned out because he, he didn't out? like the impression that oh, we did of him. damn it. I, I noticed I said- What about we, Matt Bylas? We, oh, he's got he's not, still, he hasn't got time to listen to this stuff, to be fair, unless he- he's shape, Isn't he shaping aboard the Mindful Surfer? Isn't he making- Yeah, I hope so. What would it be if Bylas made the Mindful Surfer? Board. It, what length? What width? Right. What's it for? What's it doing? It's it, for me. Is going to make a performance. What's it made out of? It's, it's kind of puddlesque. Puddlesque. Kind of Mick Fanning dimes a little bit. A little bit pulled in. Nice bit of rocker would probably fit that quad keel as well. From time, that would be a back. It, it wouldn't be a totally. pintail. So for it's me. a wave catcher. It's, it, it's it, a scroveller. It, I want something like the thing that Fanning's done for with his soft top. Yeah. 
merge with the puddle jumper. Yeah. But with the HP lift in the nose. With a little bit of nose lift. Yeah. If something could M- made out of if they're going to call it the mindful five surfable made out of I don't pubic know. hair and beeswax. <laughs> <laughs> All of the lost factory workers trimmings from the pubic hair. There's, there's somebody mixed from, with there's somebody mixed from with old surf wax. Somebody from Patagonia was going. Can we get away with that? Is that an eco? Can we get publicity for an eco Fuck board yeah. made out of uh, offcuts of we've people's pubic about, hair? We've talked about pubic hair a lot because it's one of the last non-woke subjects. Well, listen, Mashad, everyone has pubic hair. Machado's made a ball, ball, balls. <laughs> he's made a board. <laughs> he's made a board out of lamb's wool. So why not make a board out oh of offcuts of um, body hair that people why the hell you aesthetically do that? don't want anymore? There is no reason why you couldn't do that. There, there we go. It's got to be done, guys. Um, on that silent note. Uh, have a think, Matt Bylas. I know you're listening about that board. And uh, on the serious note, I think that that shape is 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 where it's at. And it's if I'm dare I say it's been done. Of course it has, but it's um it's either the puddle jumper HP or it is the DHD Phoenix. Oh, DHD. Those two boards are going to be in the next decade the bestsellers. Oh, I have to say as well, I have the to give kudos because you know I love his boards, Luke Luke Short as well. The twinny with a little bit of lift in that nose, Ooh, that'd be great as well. I do. Yeah, Luke, twinny vibes I like are fantastic. Luke yeah, yeah. Anyway, hopefully we've recorded. Guys, we'll hope we re- this is recorded and um, we'll see you soon. Talk next time. Cheers. Take Bye. care.